Welcome to the Vicar Podcast, the podcast where legal insights meet the art of planning your legacy. I'm Lydia Vicar, Director of Vicar Law. Join me each episode as we unravel the complexities, share valuable tips, and empower you to navigate the path of estate planning and succession law in Queensland. We will hear from experts in the field and every now and then take a dive down an uncharted road. Let's embark on this journey together to ensure your future is safeguarded. This is the Vicar Podcast, where your peace of mind begins. Hi, it's Lydia. Thank you for joining me again at the Vicar Podcast. Today, I wanted to cover something that I've been seeing a lot recently with clients, and that's a DIY will, or uh, also known as a uh, post office will. So I've seen people come to me with either these wills and they're unhappy with them or they're uncertain about an aspect of their estate planning or I've seen them come to me via um, probate, people wanting to get a grant of probate after a someone has passed away. Okay, So you can definitely do a DIY will. Uh, the requirements of a will in Queensland is that you have to name executors, beneficiaries, it has to be dated and signed and witnessed by two independent witnesses. That's essentially the only requirements. But the problem with the DIY will and not going to see a solicitor is that you really miss out on the benefits that a solicitor can provide in terms of your estate planning as a whole. So I like to say that, you know, a will is not an estate plan and you really need to speak to somebody that is experienced in estate planning to ensure that your will aligns with your estate plan. So I've got my top five things that a DIY will doesn't cover and why you should see a solicitor. So the first thing is that when you're doing a DIY will, you probably don't have any understanding of family provision claims in Queensland. So when you hear a story about, you know, a cousin, a sister or a friend of a friend challenging a will, they will probably be challenging it under Section Section 41 of the Succession Act 1981 in Queensland. That section provides that spouses, children and dependents have a right to challenge a will if they feel like they haven't, they haven't properly been uh, provided for in that will, okay? Those are the people that have, you know, the unconditional right. There are other people that may make a claim against your will. These include uh, parents and siblings or other people that are financially dependent, but they really need to show that they were relying on the deceased in terms of uh, maintenance and financial dependency, okay? So if you want to, for example, exclude a child, you might not realise, number one, the effect your will might have uh, in terms of these family provision claims. You won't have the benefit of an experienced lawyer who has read the case law and understands mechanisms or ways in which you might, um, you know, hold off a family provision claim when the time comes. So one thing that my clients use is what I call a PIP or a ping-off payment, something that is meaningful but not too much to kind of stop someone making a family provision 
claim against your will. So if you do a DIY will, you don't get the benefit of all that legal knowledge. Okay, So it's really important if you want to exclude somebody or if you want to make an uneven distribution in your will that you seek appropriate legal advice. The next thing a DIY will won't tell you is tax implications. So, for example, if you have an overseas resident as an executor of your will, sole executor, the tax office treats your estate as a foreign entity. And therefore, you have a lot, um, sorry, you're taxed at a higher tax rate. And there are other kind of tax implications of that. There are also some implications where you have beneficiaries that are overseas residents as well. So you probably won't know that when you're doing a DIY will. And it's for a solicitor to say, hey, I think this might be an issue or a problem in the future. And then it's for you to assess whether you're happy with that in terms of your will and the effect it's going to have on your estate plan. Another thing that a DIY will won't direct you to do is to consider any companies or trusts that you're involved in. So it's really important when you're looking at your estate planning to also consider business succession planning. This is particularly important where you are a sole director and shareholder of a company or if you're a sole trustee, a pointer under a trust. You know, what happens when you die? I know people aren't interested in reading company constitutions or trust deeds. Well, guess what? I am (laughs) because I want to know what happens on the death of a director, on the death of a shareholder, on the death of a trustee or an appointer. What happens and how can we incorporate that into your estate planning? There's often steps that we can take now to ensure that a plan is in place upon your death. There's also things that we can put in your will to ensure that you shareholdings, for example, are going to the right person in accordance with your wishes. So that's something that a DIY will won't tell you and something that you really need to work with a solicitor and most likely your accountant about the best way moving forward. Another thing that a DIY will won't direct you to is whether you've provided for your minor children properly, okay? It will definitely ask you for guardians um, and it's important that you do appoint guardians and Quite frankly, it's probably one of the hardest questions that my clients have to answer. I know when I was doing my will, um, just before I had my first child, it was a horrible, horrible question to have to answer um, and, you know, to think about that prospect. So thinking about guardians, what you should be looking at in terms of who is an appropriate guardian is really important and your solicitor can really guide you in that conversation. Also, whether you should have a backup guardian, you know, when is the right time to update your will and change a guardian? These are all excellent conversations to have with your solicitor and something that you won't be prompted to think about when doing a DIY will. There are also different ways that we can, in a will, account for different guardians. So quite often I have people come to me with young children, you know, their siblings aren't quite ready to be guardians of their children and so they'd like to appoint their parents but usually there's one or two parents that they feel could take on the day-to-day care but they don't want to offend anyone by just appointing those two. So there are mechanisms in the will where we can arrange that all four of parents are guardians but one person or two people have the actual day-to-day care. That ensures that everyone's included I think it gives comfort to a lot of parents knowing that, you know, their parents are going to be involved in the decision making in terms of the children, but one person is allocated 
for that day-to-day care. Another thing that DIY will won't alert you to in terms of your minor children is the cost for the guardian, okay? The reality is taking on two or three children might be quite a significant financial burden to that guardian. And so one thing that we incorporate into our wills at Vicar Law is what's known as a guardianship fund. And it's a fund where you place money aside for the guardian while your children are minors to do things like upgrade their car or renovate their home or take kids on holidays. It's for those extra costs, you know, domestic things like getting a cleaner or maybe the additional costs, um, you know, of taking people out for birthday parties and the like. It accounts for that. And that's something that won't be included in a DIY will and something that a lot of our clients at Vicar Law absolutely love to include. It makes them feel like they are not rewarding their guardians per se, but making sure that they're comfortable because they understand it's quite a significant burden to take on someone's children. And the final thing that a DIY won't, will won't prompt you to consider is really can your wishes actually be carried out? So when we do estate planning at Vicar Law, we look at assets and liabilities as a whole. We sit down and go through everything. Then we figure out your net position and think, well, can your wishes be carried out? I have a lot of people that come to me with kind of grand plans or, you know, they've really built up such a big kind of wealth base. And they definitely have. But in some cases, there's a lot of loans. In other cases, businesses own the property or family trusts own the property and the cars. So when you come to what's actually in the estate, it's less than you think. So there's no point doing this kind of grand plan and DIY will. And then when you actually come to it, there's not a lot in the estate and important people miss out. Another thing that you won't be prompted to in a DIY will is think about your specific gifts. So if you specifically want to gift something to a person, what will happen if that you know, isn't available at the time of your death. Okay, we do really a full overview of absolutely everything. And that's why, and I will continue to say it (laughs) throughout every podcast, that a will's not an estate plan. And at Vicar Law, we really look at everything holistically as a whole to make sure that what you want is able to be carried out. And if I think that something doesn't look right or looks a bit risky, I'll definitely tell you. But at the end of the day, it's your will. And I want you to walk away from your appointments with me after you've signed your will, your enduring power of attorney, any variations to your trustee or company constitution. I want you to be able to walk away and say, yep, I'm happy. I know exactly what's going to happen when I pass away. I know exactly what everyone's getting. I know exactly when I need to be updating my will and talking to Lydia again about it. So if this has really prompted you to think, oh God, my DIY will is not, did not consider any of these things, then hop on my website, www.vicarlaw.com.au. I'd absolutely love to work through those things with you and come up with an estate plan, which is really meaningful to you and your family and is about protecting your assets and protecting your legacy. Thanks so much for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe, review, like, and share the Vicar Podcast, um, particularly where you have friends and family that you know they've done a DIY will, uh, definitely send them this podcast. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us on another insightful episode of the Vicar Podcast. If you're ready to take the next step in securing your legacy, visit www.vicarlaw.com.
vicarlaw.com.au to book a free consultation with me, Lydia Vicar. Plus, don't forget to download our free guide to the five things you need to know about estate planning. Your future begins now and we're here to guide you every step of the way. Until next time, I'm Lydia Vicar signing off. The Vicar podcast comprises general information and does not serve as a substitute for professional advice. Prior to making any legal decisions, individuals are advised to seek independent professional guidance and assess the suitability of this information for their own individual goals and objectives.